to episode of Crew 3 Podcast. I'm your host, Ruckman. With me, as always, just one this week is Chris. That's right. One half of the the other co-hosts, if you one will. One half of the knuckleheads. One half of... <laughs> my Statler and Waldorf. Oh, that's exactly... I don't have no idea who that is. Who was Statler and Waldorf? The old men from the Muppets? Oh, okay, gotcha. I've never heard them called by their actual name ever. I just really? called them the old guys from the Muppets. No, it's Statler, Statler and Waldorf. I will never forget that. Statler and Waldorf it is. All right. So anyway, Ricky's not here, uh, but there's still a bunch to talk about this week. Mm-hmm. It's going to become a meme at this point, but we will do sideboards at some point. But Ricky being our competitive genius. Mm-hmm. Multi-time SCG top eight competitor, Ricky. Reigning... Battle Spirit second place regional champion. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> the island does not resolve without him. No, it does not. No, it does uh, not. So we are unfortunately gonna have to wait again for sideboards till Ricky's back. Uh but anyway, Chris, what are you but we got plenty of stuff to talk about. It's gonna be a whirlwind week of what killed magic because it's just oh, us two idiots here. So, so there's much. plenty to meme on, and of plenty course we got the meta, the usual metagame update, and then we're gonna finish off with some adventures, not adventures of the Friday, with some Innistrad Werewolf Bar Mitzvah spoilers. Werewolf Bar Mitzvahs, uh, yep, I can't say that word. I had one, like, lightly alcoholic beverage before this podcast, and let me tell you what, uh, I'm feeling it. I'm not I'm not no 22 anymore. Mazel tov to you, boys becoming men, <laughs> men becoming werewolves. Yeah, all right, Chris, were, you werewolves to men, is that the, is that the name of yeah, our new exactly. band? Yeah, okay. You got any, go. All right, you, uh, before we get to What Kill Magic, you got anything for us this week? Yeah, you you know it. I know it. Everybody knows it. I think people have come to expect top tier journalism from us here at Crew Three Podcast. And ever since I got my journalism certificate from ITT Tech, remember those old commercials from the nineties? Uh, you know, it, I've been unstoppable. Right? People people know to get their news here first. They tune in every week to hear what the cutting edge of magic news is going to be. And sure enough, using my same old tried and true methods, I have gotten information on the forthcoming changes to Magic the Gathering. Did you, you did you get these? these from Did you get these from the Former Olive Garden, now Crack 10 at yeah. Washington. No, 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 no. They don't let me back in there anymore. They don't, the first, only the first one was free. You know what I'm saying? And and Morrow uh, sees you coming until you lock the door, huh? Yeah, it's pay to win from here on out. Only at that at that Olive Garden. So I was like, oh, let me go to the free to pray round. But since they're spending so much time in that den, they've just left the office wide open, so I could just walk right in. Oh, good, and, good, good. And take whatever I want. And uh, so here are the upcoming changes to the physical game of Magic: The Gathering, as we all talked about last week you know the blockbuster news about the record-setting profits that uh, wizards of the coast is making they want to continue that trend and the way they're doing it is through sponsorships everybody's got sponsors these days oh i mean you know it makes sense they've got they've had ad cards in the packs forever they've had ad cards in the packs forever right for that stupid nicholas cage movie and all kinds of stuff but that wasn't enough right the geniuses there have looked for the next evolution of sponsorships in the game and it's gonna it's gonna actually change the way that you play magic the steps and phases you've come and known to love wait known and come to love will be changing with these new sponsorships. So everybody's familiar with the declare attacker step, right? Wrong. No, you will no longer be declaring attackers. You will be putting your creatures into the Red Bull red zone in order to declare attackers from now on, right? And the opposite of that, if you want to block, you will need to place your blockers into the NordVPN defender zone. Never go into the internet uh, undefended NordVPN, only $3 a month. And uh, that's how that combat's going to work, right? Now, your post-combat main phase was actually bought exclusively uh, by rapper Post Malone. It will now be called the Post Malone main phase. 
uh, as he bought the rights for $37 million, uh, having loved Magic so much. So, hey, look for that coming to a, a tabletop Magic the Gathering game near you. And, you know, now with that out of the way, we still have so much news to cover. Yeah, so obviously I, I hate to bring the jokes come crashing down with real talk, uh, but I do want to bring this up top and say, look, uh, if you didn't see uh, Insight, you know, one of the larger online tournament organizers has said they're shelving and foregoing in-person magic for the time being. They're taking the, the current COVID ramp up very seriously. So I just want to remind everyone to stay safe if you are eligible Get vaccinated. If you're on the fence about it, please go talk to your medical provider and find out whether or not, you know, what the vaccine means for you. And if you're in the clear, please go get vaccinated. It's going to be the best thing for everyone because we want to go back and play the game we love. And if those of you are still going to some of these smaller events or even bigger events, uh, please be safe. Be careful. I know the Hunter Burton Memorial Open is this weekend. It's an event I have grown to love. We here at Crew 3 have all grown to love, and I hope everyone there has a great time. Please stay safe. Golly, yeah, what a uh, what an interesting time. But, uh, you know, here we go. But that isn't to say big events tried to happen this week. Did they? What kind of and events are you talking about? And that's going to be what killed Magic this week. Well, part of it, because I think there is... Something else pretty funny to talk about, What Killed Magic. So this is going to be a poll for the audience to tell us what killed Magic more. Uh, so, Chris, um, I don't know if you know this, yeah. but GPs came back last weekend. Wow. Were they public well, or was that? Well, it, was a, it was the secret GP. The secret GP, huh? The well, secret, what? the hashtag secret GP. Is that like the secret police or? Well, no, because <laughs> turns out they didn't know they exist either. Oh, dang. Uh, Put on by an organizer I had never heard of before in the Northeast called Computer and Gaming Universe. And I knew about this a few weeks ago because the judge community was laughing, like audibly laughing at the application for the event because it was such like the most passive aggressive, like, I guess this COVID thing. Uh-huh. Clearly someone who is tired of COVID, as we all should be but felt like the the wrong attitude to have about it. But anyway, they uh, they tried to run a $35,000 sealed event this weekend. Wow. Uh, on top of plenty of other card games and things like that going on. Uh, there was also apparently a uh, secret entry fee to get into the venue if you didn't sign up for any of the main events. So mm-hmm. there's a $30 door fee if you didn't sign up for any of the main events. And we're just going to go there to play side events. That $35,000 main main event for magic sealed chris how much do that actually paid out well you know with everything going on i mean it may not have happened i imagine like 20 25,000 lower 20,000 lower 5,000 5, lower still 2,500 mm, i think the final official total paid out was $1,010 because Ooh. Down from there, hundreds of players showing up. I think the final count, I saw 64, and then I saw another source saying they had 80 players. Mm-hmm. And then the big legacy event on Sunday had 17 players. Nice. So needless to say... Um, that was all of the legacy players in the United that, States. In, in maybe even the world, honestly. <laughs> uh, so needless to say, if you're going to try to hold a big event, maybe advertise it better. 
Yeah, yeah, I heard. Uh, I heard the entry fee was like eighty something dollars. Yeah, and at the end of it, fifth place got fifty dollars in store credit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> also, also, as a sign of the times of how many card variants there are, uh, apparently, you know, people in the Discord were saying this happened at other events, not just here. Uh, dealers in and out just have to just essentially TCG players scan all of your cards just so they know what version they are when you're at the dealer booth. Oof. Yeah, I heard some some crazy stories about trying to uh work with some dealers there. None of them none of them overwhelmingly positive. You know what I'm saying? None of them none of them none of them leaving five star Yelp reviews. One of the stories sure. I saw involved a store owner threatening to fight uh someone twice. I mean, that's just an average store owner, though, if you, if you Especially ask me. Especially in I mean, Jersey, right? Yeah, exactly right. I mean, that's that's how you say hello, isn't it? I don't know. Yeah. That's but my like, understanding. Here's my thing, right? This is just screw. Like, everyone is saying, like, oh, it's Firefest. It's the – I heard they didn't even offer people extra time in the ball pit. No. But, like, do you remember Cardmageddon? Like, several, like, I don't know. What was that? 2015? Oh, I don't know. Where that was going to be, like, the big end-all, be-all event, and they, like – advertise the hell out of it. I want to know how much they paid some of these pro players to be like, I'm going to be at Cardmageddon. Are wow. you? Oh. And they had 80 people, I think. Dang. Wow. But don't worry, though. Oh, also, pour one out for the Pokemon players who went there. Their events were supposed to be standard, but when people showed up, they apparently were only allowed to play Sword and Shield onward, which is like if you went to a standard event now and they told you, they, you couldn't play Eldraine upwards unto Zendikar, which for some people I think would be enjoyable. <laughs> yeah, maybe, but not in Pokemon. That just like completely changes like decks. Like it doesn't make any sense. Yeah, but by all counts, uh, I don't know how much their venue fees were, but people have been running numbers, and with player numbers, apparently they could have pulled in like between five and eight thousand dollars for like those two big events mm-hmm. and only paid out a thousand so depending on venue fees all that kind of stuff these were they're still probably up on the event oh definitely yeah no no way i mean with how little they pay judges um and whatnot especially like if given how they were doing the everything in store credit they're probably paying out in boxes and stuff which they paid cheap for so i mean there's just there's no way i mean they definitely i'll tell you i'll tell you what the real racket is mm-hmm. they need to sell all of those leftover playmats online Yep. But don't worry, I've secured a playmat for myself. I know, and it will if go down those, in history. If those of you haven't seen it, go look on Twitter, go look on the Discord, I'll retweet it when this episode comes out. It is one of the worst playmats I think I have ever seen. And like, people will be like, oh, you know, it's someone's art still, right? Like, they're still trying. I don't even think they're trying, because this is definitely like, someone traced the art, or it's like the... Hey, I saw this tattoo on Instagram. Can you get do it for me? Yeah, and to be fair, I think like like Goku looks fine. Like some of the characters look fine. It's like it's like the distance that they didn't get right. It looks like it looks like COVID trained Liliana just really poorly. Like you know what I'm saying? Liliana looks like that like lady who tried to fix Jesus in Mexico. Yeah, that's exactly right. The uh, yeah the uh, restoration gone wrong, if you will. And, yeah. But the foreground pictures look fine. Like they look like an like a good, decent art student starting off, right? Like some of the back ones, the proportions are just way off. And and again, it's not that there's anything wrong with the artists. It's just like they like laser printed and perfect print their their like you know their logo. What do you want to call it? Their store name. The logo looks like it's added on to the pictures of the playmat. Like it's not on. It doesn't look like it's on the actual playmat itself. 
Oh, interesting. Maybe maybe that's how it goes then. Yeah, I don't know. No, I think it's on the actual play mats. But like oh, I'm wow. just saying, like it looks like a watermark on the picture because the quality is so like different to the rest of the blurry watercolor look going on with the rest of the play mat. Yeah, again, it's just like it's a great project for like, hey, look at my Facebook. It's not a great project for hey, let me, you know, use this as advertising for my large gigantic tournament that I'm super proud of. But you know, uh with the name card what is it called card and gaming universe is that computer wait computer and card gaming universe is that what? uh computer and gaming universe computer and gaming universe uh I, I didn't expect a lot i'll tell you that much i i think if you signed up it had to have been for the memes that name just does not inspire a lot of confidence it kind of reminds me of the Derek zoolander center for kids who can't read good you know what i'm saying like i don't know i just it doesn't doesn't inspire confidence how about that yeah that doesn't spark sure. joy I mean, look, I'm not going to fault anyone for trying to run a big event. Right? Like, we all want to get big events back. Maybe not the best idea right now, but I, you know, I, I understand you're full steam ahead, and there's some reticence to cancel it. And also, they're not in Texas and Florida, so mm-hmm. I'm going to assume their COVID numbers are better. I'm not looking at the map right now, uh, but I assume anywhere else is better than here. Right. You, you have to at this point. But, like, advertise – yeah, I, I mean, again, I'm not really sure. Sometimes people think like, hey, it happens itself. I mean, again, we can't expect too much from from what was happening, right? You just you, you can't look at it and go, oh, these were like some key misses from an otherwise strategically held event. It seems like every step of this was was pretty poorly done and a pretty largely disaster the entire time. This is like FEMA put on this this magic <laughs> event. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, I wasn't ready for that one. <laughs> oh, it did. It did look like that. Yeah, as somebody who was in high school in 2005, <laughs> I uh, I can't say you're incredibly wrong. I wonder how I wonder how George Bush feels about magic events. That's what I want to know. Oh gosh. All right. All right. Let's move uh, on. Can we? Is that okay to leave in? Yeah, of course it's fine. All right. It's fine. All right. You really have to know the meme for that one. Uh, <laughs> Anyway, um, but what else killed magic? Oh, oh hey, <laughs> hey, that, how's that Jumpstart really... going, Ruckman? How's that <laughs> well, Jumpstart comes out third two weeks next. Now. Yeah, just kidding. My I made a joke to Ruckman this before this, and I love it too much. I have to say it again. But my entire joke was two of their three developers called in sick Tuesday, which put them weeks behind schedule because <laughs> you know two people there called in. It's like an Amazon warehouse. It's uh, we're gonna it's... get to the we're gonna get to the twenty six, and they're just gonna be like. Well, we've decided to go a different route, and we're going to put his <laughs> Jumpstart Horizon, Historic Horizons, on the shelf for the next year. Yep, yep. There's Oof. there's two more standard sets left. Who could have figured? Who could have predicted this? Yeah, they're gonna be like, no, no, no. Sorry, uh, uh, coin flipping. We introduce in the next set, and that's put us back millennium. We can't figure it out. We don't know how. With one or two, we're, we don't know. We're trying to flip the on switch permanently for <laughs> Historic Brawl, and it just broke everything. That's exactly right. The hamsters need a break. I guess I'm not sure. It's the only thing keeping that that program running, I think. Yeah, I, it's interesting to see. I mean, like, you know, to get real for a hot second, a lot of places are facing setbacks. If you haven't heard New World, the large Amazon MMO. Um, it, That's it breaking like, GPUs. Yeah, it looks like it, it probably should be in like an alpha 2, and it was like a closed. It was, sorry, it was like an open beta, I guess, and they're yeah. trying to launch it. But it, it's got a lot wrong with it. I mean, it, just, it doesn't have full functionality. It looks like it could be really cool if an actual developer spent time on it. Right, like so, in, in Magic Legends. Stuff. Yeah. Ooh, oh gosh, 
but but I mean, you know, COVID's hurt a lot of tech projects. You know, I don't know what all what all's going on, but a lot of other developers have had issues. So you know, obviously they're having something going on here. We're not exactly privy to what, at least as of yet. Well, I didn't so. realize they're doing another back end overhaul, which I think makes like the fifth one of this. I think they go through a back end overhaul like every year at this point. It feels like you might know better um, than me. What does that entail? Like, what does that look like? I that? don't know because they're just saying a back end overhaul. So I don't sure. know that could be anything. what the, what they are restructuring. Right? They could be moving servers. They could be changing like they could change so many things and yeah. it'd be a back end overhaul right like even if they just move their vm from a host to another they could call that a back end overhaul could could mark rosewater be getting butt implants and that would be a back end overhaul no because his butt's already perfect i don't know oh, why you would do it i why yeah. you would try to improve that Forsyth, then maybe you know, some somebody there has to not have the perfect buns you know I was gonna say Tayback, but I don't think he works there anymore. Oh yeah, no, he's not the not the rules manager anymore. How do yeah. we transition away from that? How do we? What's the segue out of I don't button know. plates? Do you just do you just want to talk about the Pioneer metagame? Hey, let's talk about the Pioneer metagame. Let's talk about the Pioneer metagame. All right, so of course here is our 14 day Pioneer metagame look back. Um, I'm I might flub this up because I have to do some on the fly uh, math here because for whatever reason Goldfish has decided to give us two Jun decks and I sat here and looked at them to make sure one of them isn't like Trail of Crumbs and the other one isn't uh, but they are both look the exact same to me looking at the, at least the, the hmm. two preview deck lists when I click on the decks right okay. so 12th place Monored Aggro 2.5% of the meta 11th place Bant Spirits 2.8% of the meta Mono Black Aggro 3.5% of the meta 9th place Demir Control 4.9% of the meta Rakdos Pyromancer, 8th place, 5.3% of the meta. Uh, Blue White in Soul, 6.6% 6. 6 of the meta. Lurus Burn in 6th place with 6.7% of the meta. Lotus Field, Hidden Strings, whatever you want to call the deck, in with 7% of the meta. Uh, 4 Color Omnath, the Sylvan Awakening deck, whatever you want to mm-hmm. call that, 7.7% of the meta. Hmm. We have Niv to Light at 7.7, also at 7.7% of the meta. Then let me quick math here. Jund with 8.1% of the meta. Okay. And is it Phoenix 8.4% of the meta? So nothing over double wow. digits. Wow. Wow. What a meta game. What a good meta game, right? Yeah. Golly, take what you want, right? I mean, like, it makes it harder to target hate decks, but, I mean, doesn't that just tell you, like, hey, like, pay your, play your generic, you know, hate, play your, you know, graveyard removal and your uh, alpine moons to, to hate whatever yeah. lands or whatever and, and show up, you know what I'm saying? Battle with it. Like, you've got a shot, right? I mm-hmm. don't know. And, and new decks, new innovations come out every single week in this format. So. Or your Claudio and just play it cards and a ham sandwich which we'll see in his two challenge choices for this week there we let's go. go to the challenges shall we on the seventh and eighth place we have oh daniel coase with is it phoenix seventh place victor victor wrote with is it phoenix magic of player one in sixth place with niv to light fifth place m one two nine three two two three playing goblins you want to you want to talk about goblins real fast i always want to talk about goblins this is uh this is a clean goblins deck okay because we've got three of our new hobgoblin bandit lord so we've got a new uh a new lord in the field here otherwise 
four Reckless Bushwhacker, four Goblin Warchief, four Goblin Rabblemaster, four Goblin Pile Driver. I forget that's a legal card. Four Conspicuous Snoop, four Battlecry Goblin. This is the new one. Okay. Uh, you make a Goblin tapped and attacking uh, when you pack tactics it. Whoa, and it's two mana to fire breathe the team. Ah, I see it. Uh, four Skirk Prospector, four Legion Loyalist, and four Foundry uh, Foundry Street Denizens. Those are some of the older ones, I think, from the second coming of uh, Ravnica, right? It is, yeah. Yeah, um, so there we go. Uh, those. And then uh, 21 Land 17 Mountains, four Remnant Ruins. That's exciting. Yeah, I guess that's two playable goblins in this new set that made it to this deck. Mm-hmm. Wow, in a 6-0. I mean, like it lets Crazy. you it lets you cut out some of the trash, like ringleader, which got moved to the sideboard. You don't have to play like mm-hmm. two trash master anymore. Like you just get to go bigger and wider, right? Yeah, you don't have to main deck the chain wheeler. I forgot. I didn't realize that it makes that goblin tapped and attacking because again, we have so many lords. A lot of times, it's going to end up being a, another two two beater, right? Yeah. Um, and then again, when we have extra mana, we can just go um, pile driver. You know, protection from blue not the best in this format, but just. It gets big fast, right? I mean, when you're playing a deck that just can't answer it, like Pal Driver can easily deal you like eight on turn three. Mm-hmm. This person coolly watched a lot of Yu-Gi-Oh before they made this do this deck, also because if you notice what I didn't say, right? Some hot hidden monsters. <laughs> Thirty-nine creatures, twenty-one lands. This is the the Brooklyn Rage special. Nothing but hard hitting monsters. Sorry, my my New York accent's whack right now. I could do uh, I could do heavily smoker old New York lady. Yeah, let's do that. Let's do that one. We'll do. Uh, listen, honey, this has got nothing but hard hitting monsters. Okay, they're gonna come straight at you. We don't need no spells. That's what Ooh, I got for you tonight. Is that Roz from Monsters? It's Inc.? Roz from Monsters Inc. Yeah, you nailed it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All That's right, fourth place, Gracias Portanto hey. with Niv to light. We have Zuxa in third place with Burn, CFTSOC3 with a little bit of four color Omnath, Ascendancy, mm-hmm. whatever you want to call the deck. Mm-hmm. Are we calling it on that or are we still calling it Ascendancy? What's the... uh, this is Ascendancy. This is Ascendancy. Because okay. you can play it with or without your without your Omnath. And um, decks like this are going to get even better as it as it comes to the, some of the new spoilers, I guess, we'll talk about later, which we haven't talked about, so I'll leave them then. But I fell in love with James the Rocks. I really think there's a Jeskai control deck to be had, given the amount of wraths you can do and how insane Chain to the Rocks is. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot there. Whether or not you want Omnath or not Omnath, there's just, you know, Blue-White's got a lot to it, so. If you Chain to the Rocks, are you still Jenny from the block? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know the answer to that question. <laughs> All right, in first place, Dark's Mage with some black staff in soul here mm-hmm. i'm telling was i not right when i fought tooth and nail for the black staff nod in our top 10 yeah i mean absolutely right like we've been it's kind of crazy to think because like i think the first list we made like we were making them for the professor i think we were actually very very right um i've gotten quite a few wrong the last like couple sets but i think it's just because like there's just some stuff out there that's just been kind of crazy you know, but this mm-hmm. is not one of them. This is one that it's slotted into an existing deck. We knew its power level. I don't think we necessarily misrate the power level of cards, but like, especially in our format, synergy just matters so much, right? So it's like, what cards does this play well with? So power level on its own, there's just too many cards to really see something, get the bump, like Vanishing Verse, we nailed, right? That's obviously, it's, it's seen some play. Um, but decks or cards, I should say, that have synergies with other existing cards, which it really takes a lot of research to do, 
And to be frank, we just we don't end up doing that much research on what it's going to do with existing cards. We're trying to evaluate power levels. So I think our power levels are right. But yeah, you were definitely right here. And it definitely it met the power level that we thought it would to to get this deck popping off. I'm still impressed with the number two. I mean, two seems to be the number. How do you feel about two versus three? So again, I think two, if you're playing the blue-white version, makes mm-hmm. total sense. Mm-hmm. When you want it, you start thinking about three or four, we're definitely thinking more along the lines of the Shrapnel Blast decks and stuff like that. Sure. Also, it, with white, we get to play Lura, so if they kill one of the two, we could buy it back potentially. So mm-hmm. yeah. um, that's sort of, I, and I think that makes the most sense with that split there, right? Mm-hmm. And um, in this case, we're not splashing the red like some decks were for, um, gosh, what's the card? I even have it over here. Uh, that's the one the one attacker. Bomat Courier is the card I'm thinking of. Mm-hmm. Um, no Bomat no Bomac Courier splash here, which I have really liked. I did think that deck was, was pretty interesting. It was all over for a while, and I do like its ability to rebuy you cards. But sometimes you, again, play a little more tempo with this deck. Where, you know, sometimes you get to splash your whole entire hand down. Sometimes you don't. But when you're doing that, it's always nice to have the Bull Knight Courier as a backup. I love the one of Stubby D here because mm-hmm. when you get your opponent with that, they're, all they're like, always going to be afraid of it. Mm-hmm. I wonder what we're bringing in Hushbringer against. Uh, probably things like Rexage and stuff like that. Yeah, I guess if you are playing against, like, Angels and things like that. Yeah, Rexage, yeah. Angels. Um, and you just have to take out your own Ingenious Smith. My, my only fear is, like, we don't have a lot of creatures to bring in, because, like, that's obviously a pretty massive non-bow. It's like we'd have mm-hmm. to bring that in with something else, so interesting. Well, either way, congrats to uh, Michael Jacob, who who took that one down as Darkest Mage. All right, uh, I didn't really get a chance to fully go through uh, a lot of the extra decks. I kind of didn't have a lot of time today just because of I had to stay late at work. Uh, but I do, again, let's talk about someone lost in the sauce like Chris here. Mm-hmm. Let's look at Claudio's first deck from this weekend, way down in 29th place. Yeah. Uh, everyone, go to go to Reddit and go find the guy complaining about how broken, busted, mutate is. Because here's Claudio proving us that this person was not wrong. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we have one Yorian the Sky Nomad, four Paradise Druid, four Sylvan Carrion, four Voice of Resurgence, four Risen Reef, four Migratory Great Horn, four Omnath Locus of Creation, four Parcel Beast, two Yasharn Implacable Earth. Four Auspicious Sterics, three Iluna Apex of Wishes, three Agent of Treachery, three Expressive Iteration, four Girl Spiral. What is this just four color good stuff kind of elemental? Va- like what? What is this? You know what? I, I I know a little bit. This is this has to be inspired to some extent by the modern version of this deck, which is the okay. number one deck right now. I don't think it does a lot of mutating, but Risen Reef was the number one deck. Um, with elementals and, and various nonsense like that. So uh, Omnath is an elemental, right? Yes. Yes, yes, it is, yeah. So Risen Reef Omnath um, was one of the number one decks in Pioneer. I was watching Brad Nelson stream, and they were playing against it, and it looked hot. So this must be, hey, you know, let's see what the Pioneer import is for Modern. Maybe this is the closest thing. Yeah, I'm not really I'm I mean, really like, sure, I but... guess with all your mutate guys, like, you're just hoping to, what, flip, like, a free agent of treachery? Is that the plan? Yeah, I think obviously that's pretty insane, and you're, you're getting insane values. Again, here you're playing seven spells. We are noticing a little bit of a 
a you know lack of interaction in the format i would say a, a little bit of a push to that like phoenix doesn't interact a ton it does kill some creatures right it definitely can't but you're definitely looking to cast a um, critical mass of spells we saw goblins we're seeing this here you're seeing like the ascendancy deck which doesn't do a ton of interaction so there are quite a few decks that are kind of looking to just place some solo magic and then but a lot of the interaction does come out of the sideboard right so well, well i guess we'll touch on some of that next week but pretty interesting here what are your thoughts on it I mean, look, Claudio is one of those people that I I don't care if they showed up once again with $5 in a ham sandwich and tell me it's a magic deck. If it's a Pioneer event, I expect them to, like, do something with it, right? I mean, absolutely. Like, I I didn't uh, – I had sold off my set of um, Gear Hulks, right, uh-huh. uh, years ago. And Claudio is the one who inspired me to pick them back up and try and combo with some, with some Magma Opus to to play that combo because it just looks so fun right and like i think you're gonna see a lot of that at some of your locals i think some of the more fun stuff people can be doing will be you know will be more present to the local stuff and um i think servo token was saying in our discord made a great point and maybe you as well were saying hey pick up your triumphs the triumphs are are holding steady right now and they're played in a lot of decks so well i think it's like usually right like you know come september when werewolf permitsva comes out there's going to be usually what you expect all the standard players go sell all their cards so they can get ready and have some extra cash for the new standard rotation. Mm -hmm. But how many people like this one and next rotation are going to be pretty interesting because I think like, so Eldraine had like a full time in paper before COVID hit Mm -hmm. Um, Theros and Ikoria though. Theros kind of got out right as COVID was sort of locking down. Ikoria totally missed the boat, right? Yeah. Ikoria and Core 21 um, totally missed that boat. So, oh, you probably, know. I, I probably retract the same. I mean, especially given where we're at in COVID, like if you can wait, you might as well just wait and see if they're going to go down, right? Like I forget that Ikoria rotates. What I'm saying though is, mm-hmm. how many are going to enter circulation? Because how many people act? Because all the standard players who haven't been playing standard for a whole year and a half, or like a yeah. year or so aren't might not have as like there's not gonna be any going on the market no that's very true that's very true i just think they probably won't be going up i just forget they rotate at the same time so it's gonna be like that's gonna be a little bit crazy for me to see never really got its time to shine as as you said but i don't think they're a bad investment like i've been picking them up and i'm happy about it right they're like 13 bucks right like 10 to 13 bucks if you can find them for like 10 dollars or less pick them up Mm -hmm. definitely worth it i think they're easily going to keep that value you know, they might dip a couple bucks here and there, but I think overall, especially like if you get those sweet, because Ikoria again with the lands, I think I, I obviously I love the showcases and Ikoria is definitely one of my favorite showcases we've gotten that just like manga comic book feel. I think they pulled off nicely and the triumphs look great with the full art treatment. So if you can again find those that like $10 ish uh, price point, pick them up. I think you're not going to be disappointed, especially if you get like, the Jeskai or the Teamer ones. Mm-hmm. Hey, maybe what do you maybe even the Sultai ones? What do you think costs more money in real dollars? Four Voice of Resurgence or three Expressive Iteration? The Expressive Iteration. Yeah, you would you would absolutely be right. You would absolutely be right. That card, uh, I have two, I think, and I need to try and scrap up some more because that card I mean, is. Uh, need I remind you? I definitely may or may not have paid forty dollars for a playset of promo foils. No, you were right. I think you were definitely right. I mean, those things. Those things I think hot. this card. I think they're going to be worth a bit. I, I'm hoping at some point, unless they get banned off the earth. But no, gosh, they're... they look beautiful, and I just can't wait to go. 
they're getting played pretty much everywhere, right? Like they're definitely, they're definitely a good card. Again, I think there's too many places they're being played where they just, they don't need to be, but there's a lot of places where that card is very, very good. Yep. For sure. All right. Anything else here before we move on to the next one? I want to see if this is a bard class deck for you just to uh, make your life happy. Yeah. Uh, Island go something Island go Sam, whatever. Uh, Mm -hmm. They are playing a bard class deck. Um, four and two, twenty fourth place in that challenge. Bill C also is as well in fourteenth place. There you go. I was gonna say I had to make you say it. And again, looks like this is more of the storm version, more burgies. So there we I go. I love, I love me some bard class as you know. delicious. Also interesting to point out. Usually, what happens? Guess what? I don't know. We don't. I don't know how. Obviously, how many signed up, but only one Jun Citadel this event, and it's way down in thirtieth place. Citadel always feels like the deck makes a big comeback, and then just like everyone's afraid to play it the next week. Yeah, I think um, it just I think it just gets hated out. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like there's there's some in the next event. Um, they didn't do incredibly well. But, you know, also like the top pilots came out to play. And I think it's it, that's a hard deck to pick up because mm. it's a lot of uh, actions, right? It's a yeah. lot of, you know, triggers, a lot of things to put on the stack. If you're not quick with it, you know, it, it's not the best. We saw our buddy Dave, um, who was featured on a channel Fireball, Starship Games, who was... Uh, what stream is he featured? Are you talking on? Ed? I'm talking about Ed, not Dave. Oh, sorry, Dave. Yeah, Ed. Uh, yeah, Ed. Ed was playing like the CFB, like can you beat the pro showdown or whatever. Well, no, this was this was a competitive event. We watched him play. He just I caught him on stream. He was the featured uh, match. Oh, and, I uh, I mean I'm assuming I I was it an SCG? SCG doesn't stream their events. I'm ass- I thought it was this the CFB like can you like stream and beat their pro. He, I think he was that too, but I think this was an SCG because I swear it was uh, Cedric. I swear Cedric was casting oh, it right. because Cedric was like looking. It was like, oh wow, Wolty's, uh, you know, clicks or his APMs were pretty insane on the Jun Sack deck when yeah. it was uh, played in standard. So I don't oh, know, pretty nifty. Right. You probably right. All right, ready to move on to Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. That's exactly right. All right, yeah, actually, you were you were right because this has one, two, three, four. John Sack next to the top. Eight. I don't know why Goldfish isn't recognizing them, but yeah, there's four here in the top 32. They definitely make top eight. But anyway, uh, we have Manjuiui with some Esper control, Esper Yorian mm. action. Seventh place, we have KVZA. Hey, Chris. Weren't you just talking about a Jeskai control? Oh, crazy! List? Yeah, I had I had actually not seen this list. I had assumed this was um, actually another uh, combo deck, and did not click on this list because I was like, "Oh, look, just another deck." But I didn't look at the colors. Yeah, this is exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah, we will. Um, we'll come back to this in Esper. Yeah, here in come a back to it. Mm-hmm. So Harry thirteen, of course, the blue black control master, Alienware with Rakdos Pyromancer. We have fourth place Medvedev playing Vampires. Third place Zerk with Mono Green Devotion. Wow. How long has it been since we've seen that deck popping around? Oh, Second yeah. place Is It Phoenix by O Daniel Coase. And then Sheffin with Bant Spirits in first place. All right. You want to start with Esper? You want to start with Jeskai? You're already hyping Jeskai. Let's talk Jeskai. Yeah, Jessica, I think, is the uh, the more interesting of the two decks because, again, here it is. Here's our, our Big Daddy Triomes along with Chain to the Rocks. And the other card I was excited about to play in this that I couldn't think of was Expressive Iteration. You get to play both of those cards, which I think are some of the premier cards to play right now, right? Chain of the Rocks, the most efficient removal spell for one mana. Dovin's Veto, the most, or sorry, not Dovin's Veto, Expressive Iteration, uh, the most effective card advantage spell right now for, for what it does, right? Two mana, two cards, it gets you there. So um, some choices here I'm not 100% sure on, but again, given this is one of the early versions of this deck, 
you know, I, I'm not so sure. So let's just go jump right into it. We've got one Narset of the Ancient Way. That's the one that uh, you can plus to gain life and, and add a thing. That's that's the big one. Um, the minus two draws a card and then discard a card. Uh, we've got two uh, Big Daddy Teferi. We've got two Dovin's Vetoes, four Expressive Iteration, three Scorching Dragon Fires, four Absorb. That's got to be pretty killer in the aggro matchups. One Sphinx's Revelation, one Behold the Multiverse, four Supreme Verdict, and three Dig Through Time. For enchantments, we're rocking four Chain to the Rocks, one Search for Escanta, one Cast Out, and four Shark Typhoon. We are rocking 25 lands, so... Yeah, I mean, I love it, right? Dig Through Time, uh, a sick one, Expressive Iteration, Chain of the Rocks. I don't need to say any more. How do you feel? I mean, yeah, I mean, this is what you kind of expect, right? I mean, we have some cheap interaction, Scorching Dragon Fire. Obviously, you know, you might be thinking, where's, like, the Azor Charms and stuff like that? But, I mean, Iteration is just the better draw spell here, right? Um, mm-hmm. Dragon Fire, the fact that it exiles and can also hit Planeswalkers is a big deal and then of course you have the four chain of the rocks for the cards that get out of the range of your dragon fire mm-hmm. uh also when we're talking sp- sideboards we're really getting into those this week uh we got monastery mentors in the mm-hmm. side we've got a dream trawler we've got an ugin this is a pretty stacked sideboard yeah I, I think this needs a little more honing i don't see enough here that really has says hey look we're gonna take stuff down but i think that this has got to be something that you know is a work in progress because it's a lot of hey let me transition to a creature package which i love like monster mentor is a cool one nobody sees it coming and it takes the game over on its own and obviously people you know once you, you know, show hey i'm a control deck a lot of times they're setting out their removal right especially newer players who don't really come to expect like the lyra out of the white sideboard that's a huge one a lot of the white control decks were separating in lyra or bane slayer angel back in the day right it was an easy one to just side in and surprise people with so um dream trawler a little bit harder to kill i really like that one love me some monastery mentor also um, but I don't see like, you know, a one of settle. Why the extra settle? I'm not really sure. Like we're, we seem to like, we're pretty set up against those kind of decks. Anyway, the mystical disputes make sense. Portable hole. I could see, I guess if you're like against like a heavy aggro, but, um, it seems like we need a little more refinement there. Sure. Definitely. All right. Let's take a quick look at the Esper Yorian list. Um, I mean, I think we talked about this list somewhat recently blinking things like Basilica, Basilica Bellhunt's the big one, right? Like yep. that's a card that definitely... You know, it's no Siege Rhino, but it made a pretty big impact in its time and standard. Mm-hmm. Uh, Moonbless Cleric here, tutoring up some sweet ones like all of our omens and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. We can even get a spicy rest in peace for all the graveyard decks. We have the Elspeth Conquers Death we can tutor up. Um, yeah, I think this is just a pretty all-around sweet deck list. Yeah, and- I think there's... I was just gonna say, I think there's a lot of fun ways you can play this. Like, if you don't want to go all three colored Mexi, I think there's a lot of ways you can take these decks with like uh, blink decks with Thassas for teleportation circles. You can kind of use this however you want if you want to go heavier in the blink. Man, and I think it's a like, little bit more of a fun way. We have four Moonblast Cleric. I know it's kind of memeing, but like, could we just play one of teleportation circle? I don't see why not. I think I think the issue I see sometimes with these decks is too many times they're also playing like Wraths and Randomness. And here we're not. We're definitely just playing the value package, some Trial of Ambitions, Attention Spheres and whatnot that are more targeted removal. So I don't see why you couldn't, you know? Yeah. It seems like a, a more high-impact enchantment to go get. So Definitely. And then uh, third place, again, just, hey, hats off to Mono Green, reminding everyone, hey, I'm still here. 
and featuring the new Ranger class. Mm, yeah, Ranger class doing doing more than I thought for sure. I had a card was going to be fine, but uh, didn't quite make our did it make our top list? I did. It did because it was along with like Bard class or something, right? There was like yeah. two of them that were like, oh, these are going to be. I think Ranger together. Ranger class is like four, three or four. I think. Okay, gotcha. So yeah, def- definitely a hot one. And yeah, excited to see Mono Greenback, right? Again, it pops up every now and again by people who play a lot of it. So, see Elder this Gar- is, look at this. Elder look at this. Roth, the most broken fair magic. Well, look at this sideboard, right? Natural State, destroyed artifact or enchantment. We know what we're doing there. Primal Might, removal, scavenging ooze, graveyards, groups, harbinger, black, and in general, like anti-black in general, just like value, right? Shifting, ceratops, counterspells, gargs, good against so much, and then an ulamog. There, there's yourself a, a hot looking sideboard. There's yeah, one Rakdos in the top. All, all the creatures we can go tutor up if Ooh. we get to Altar Vivian, right? Yep, exactly right. I'm surprised there's not like a big mana deck playing red for like some wish. You know, there's just so yeah. much big mana in this format. I'm surprised we don't see it. But a lot of times I think if you if you're going big mana, you're incentivized to go single color for uh, for Nykthos. So, you know, yeah. To that and of point. course, uh, Medvedev playing vampires here, mm-hmm. which I believe Ekaros also played this weekend and said the deck kind of, you know, had petered out on its own, which is something I have experienced every time. I try to play the deck. It, it, yeah. It's a deck that has a lot of advantage in it, like especially when you have your Castle Lockman and you have the Dutch Legion Zealots. But you and even like champion dust, but sometimes you just like the deck just does nothing. It's a really weird deck to me in that regard, where yeah. it has all these value engines, but sometimes you just like yeah, I mean do nothing. If you, just, if you just don't draw your cards in the right order, right? Like, yeah, that that's one of these decks. Like this honestly reminds me a lot of a Hearthstone deck. Um, I played against one of the um, one of the top players who was playing for Tempo Storm in a Hearthstone Grand Prix one time. And I played against a guy. He was one of the top players. I we were both like the number one players in the tournament at that point. We were undefeated. And I asked him after I lost him. I was like, "What? What should I have done?" Right? I was like, "You can tell me." Like, I must have made mistakes. Like, there was like a huge learning opportunity. And he was like, "No." He was like, "I was super impressed with your play. You just drew the cards in the wrong order." He's like, "I drew my cards in the right order, and that's kind of what it is sometimes." And I was like, "Oh, okay. I wasn't expecting that answer." And it's not like it was always the case, but I was happy that in that matchup I was playing well. And that's just this deck also. Right, like just draw your yeah. cards in the wrong order. Don't draw your ones. Draw too many threes, fours, and fives. Not putting enough early pressure on you, kind of just die. Yep. Yeah, and real quick before we talk about some more, maybe vampires, but well, we'll see how many vampires show up in the werewolf bar mitzvah. Of course, mm-hmm. they have their wedding after the fact. <laughs> um, but we have Claudio's fifteenth place deck list. Not what they were playing. Uh, not what he was playing before. Uh, we're now playing. Just another four-color green pile with Genesis Ultimatum. Kind of reminds me of the uh, the standard version of the deck. Mm-hmm. So we got Lotus Cobra, Sylvan Carrion, of course, Recruifix, Clothis, Omnath, Yasharn, Agent of Treachery, Nahiri, Chandra Awakened Inferno, the Express Federation, the Girl Spiral, three Escape from the Wilds, four Genesis Ultimatum. Yeah, two man. Portable Hole, four Chain of the Rocks, two Elspeth Conquers Death. Yeah, I've been loving me some ECD, too. That's another fun one to, to get your blink on with, that's for sure. Um... Yeah, it looks like we're we're a lot of green for early mana plays, but then we're mostly like Jeskai. Um, oh, well, I guess we got our Genesis Ultimatum. Never mind, just kidding. Uh, but yeah, Genesis Ultimatum Escape to the Wilds, the ultimate value package that was taking over Standard. We saw this for a while in in pioneer and, and then uro got banned and it kind of just like yeah, fell by the wayside it just it just left but you got to wonder if it if it was really that bad uh to just leave or if there's a way to play it so claudio seems like they may think so well claudio like i said you could send claudio out into the woods with a rock 
and he'll come back with a rocket launcher if it involves playing Pioneer. <laughs> yeah, kind of. Yeah, this is uh, this is this is a pretty fun eighty. It's always fun to get to play eighty cards. You get to pack a lot of more sweet stuff in there. You know. Alrighty then. Well, let's get ready to celebrate the Werewolf Bar Mitzvah hey. because spoiler season never ends. That's right. <laughs> oh, it's always make, here. Make it stop. But no, actually, come on. I, these are sweet. These these cards are so sweet. They're so pushed. I'm already just like, like we thought, oh, you know, status powering down a bit. Look at AFR. We're getting rid of Eldraine. And then Daddy Watsy just kicks in the door with the belt in the hand, ready to whip me. Whew, I tell you what, and these cards, they are hot. Some of these cards, it's almost like we're playing with fire. That's how hot they are. They definitely are. So first of all, basic lands. Oh, oh these basic lands. They're so cool. I can't wait to show these to people. I mean, I think people are going to be... I think it's, it's, I think they're more impressive to us having seen basic lands for so long. But these are just sweet. So so sweet. I'm gonna have to I, get a bunch these, of these. I'm gonna have like like I'm gonna throw. I'm gonna the 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 Theros Pokemon lands are gonna be my backups. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna be tracking down foils of these because foils of these with all that white are gonna be gorgeous. You're probably right. I, I still have a bunch of my ungluds because they're some of my favorites, and yeah. I might be trading in those for foils of these. I mean, these things are just oh, so hot looking. Yeah, for sure. All right, so um, real quick, though, I mean, what do you think? Obviously, they've said, hey, Eldrazi are gone. We're definitely going back to the original Innistrad feel, and definitely this time, at least with the Werewolf Bar Mitzvah, I kind of like because we're definitely getting some Wicker Man-like oh. uh, Harvest Festival-type vibes going on. So mm-hmm, I mm-hmm. And we haven't seen them yet, but it sounds like we're going to get something different with Werewolves. Their skill is going to be double-faced, but they're going to work differently. And I think they've even said you get two per draft pack now. Oh, exciting. Exciting. I I just want to see where the bees are. Where are the bees, you know? Oh, they're going to be in there for sure. All right. So uh, let's just go one by one. Let's start with the first, probably the weakest spoiler in my opinion, with Join the Dance. Okay. Uh, Green to white for sorcery. uh, Create two one-one white humans with flashback three green white. So we have Raise the Townsfolk with flashback. Yeah, I think I think this is not the worst spoiler. Um, but maybe I'm wrong, I guess, about like the planeswalker and the uh the rare. You know what I'm saying? I think the rare could be worse than this, but I think the planeswalker is gonna be secretly really good. Secretly really good. I I'm willing to listen. I didn't I honestly didn't read it enough because I was so obsessed with the other cards and literally yeah. coming up with deck lists already for uh, for some of the other stuff. So we'll see. I don't I don't think Join the Dance is gonna be that bad. Um, especially if you've got places to play it. I can't tell you that it's gonna be a pioneer staple, but I mean, man, like I'm sure it's going to be fine, right? They just they don't it, fly. They don't fly, yeah. and that's the problem with them, right? If the humans could grow wings and fly, and we just got ourselves a, um, what is that card? Something Souls? Lingering Souls? Lingering Souls, yeah. Ling- lingering Souls, this is not, but but it's not, you know, the most far away, so. All right, well, let's talk about the rare then. Let's do we it. We have Triska Decafile, someone here who really loves the number 13. One in a blue for a little bit of a lab man variant. You get a one through with you have no maximum hand size. But at the beginning of your upkeep, if you have exactly 13 cards in your hand, you win the game. And for three in a blue, you can draw a card. 
Yeah, this is this is pretty interesting just because I think that activated ability isn't the worst. Yeah. Um, and, and you never know when you might want it, right? Like, uh, the problem is, I think this card might actually be better if it costs three, just because two is the is a prime death zone in Pioneer. But mm-hmm. at least it's got three toughness and not two. It's got that going for it. I think but. people are always, I think what's going to happen is people are going to get caught up on the fact that it has to be exactly three. Mm-hmm. And they're going to go and they're not going to be paying attention. They're going to draw a couple cards at the end of their turn. And then they're going to be, oopsie, I have 14 cards. Sure, something like that. I mean, I don't know how often that's ever going to come come into effect. Maybe it certainly will, but uh, the the activated ability is no slouch. It's definitely a powerhouse in in limited. We've seen that make the jump to, to standard and constructed format sometimes. So, you know, I'm not optimistic. I'm certainly, you know, not saying this is going to be anything more than a junk rare, but there's a chance. There's a chance. Sure. And then, of course, we have our first Planeswalker. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know how many we're getting in this set. I'm going to guess three since it's a large set. Uh, so we have one, and then Arlen Cord was shown off in some of the promotional images, so she's going to make a comeback. But we have Ren and Seven here. Uh, tired of just tromping on modern, we have Ren and Seven, so Ren and Six. For three green green, you have a five loyalty planeswalker, Ren. Uh, plus ones reveal the top four cards of your library. Put all land revealed this way into your hand and the rest into your graveyard. We have a zero. Put any number of land cards from your hand onto the battlefield tapped. You have a minus three, create a green tree folk creature token with reach in this creature's power and toughness or equal number of lands you control. And then minus eight, return all permanent cards from your graveyard to your hand. You get an emblem with you have no maximum hand size. Now, obviously, we're competing against Nissa here. Right. Uh, and I think that's definitely the big thing. Uh, but I, I could easily see like a one or a two of in some sort of just like mid-rangey rock deck like especially if people try to make like delirium come back and happen again right yeah i think i think this is actually interesting for a delirium like a really grindy type delirium deck Mm -hmm. i'm extremely unimpressed with the ultimate i mean again they can't all be they can't all be game winning Um, but other than that the other you know this is a four ability planeswalker the other three abilities are definitely fine right if you just wanted to ramp you could do it um, if you wanted to, you know, stack your graveyard while finding you some more lands, you certainly can. But it also protects itself a little bit, right? Uh, you, you get a big beater. So, you know, that's the big thing is I think this is going to come down a lot of times in minus three. And that's going to throw people for a loop because now you still have a Planeswalker on two loyalty and you've got a creature that always is going to have its stats, right? Yeah. I mean, that's a pretty big beater. I mean, you know, it's at least a 5-5 five, five, you would assume in green and it could be bigger. So I don't know. I don't know I, what your plans get, are. It will, it will get bigger every time they play land, right? Uh, exactly right. Yeah, I mean, assuming it doesn't just die, right? But yeah, uh, assumingly it's gonna get it's gonna get pretty large. So the fact that you know planeswalkers, we always talk about it. Planeswalkers create a sub game. This is some old school magic theory for you from when planeswalkers were kind of first released, right? Planeswalkers create a sub game that kind of say you have to now kill this planeswalker or you lose. There's math where that's not necessarily true, right? A late game planeswalker that doesn't interact with the board. Sometimes you can just still kill your opponent, but a lot of the time you know, you still have to deal with that Planeswalker. So if the board's been mucked up because you're kind of a mid-range deck, you get to drop this and it happens to come with a 5-5 a five, five or bigger creature with Reach, which you know is never going to get read by Ricky Lin, right? He's never going to do that. So he's going to attack his Flyers right into your 5-5 five, five Reaching token. Uh, it's powerful stuff. Yep. All right, do you want to go on to the Color Shifted Rare now? Um, yeah, yeah, you, uh, Let's you talk about Champion of the Parish, look, pour mm-hmm. one out, I want the Champion of the Parish, mm-hmm. but I appreciate Champion of the Parished. This is cute. Uh, so for a single black, you know, 1-1 with whatever another zombie creature 
Northern Other Zombie enters the battlefield under your control. Put a 1-1 counter on Champion of the Parish. So obviously we have Champion of the Parish for zombies. Um, look, I I can't stress enough how much I wanted Champion of the Parish. I think we all wanted Champion of the Parish just to give the humans deck or just the, the mono white weenie deck just a little bit of a better one drop over like your, your Boros Elite or uh, any of the other random one drops you occasionally play. Uh, but, you know, I, I think the zombie deck has been like a kind of like a a tier three fringe playable list. Mm-hmm. And I think this can help bump it up to tier two if it gets like one more other card to play with it. Yeah, I think I think we're going to get some some shift in the Pioneer metagame. I really do. I think this set's going to do a lot for it, given the power level we're seeing off these first few cards. I think humans, you, I mean, you can't deny that that has to be getting something from this set. It's pure speculation, but obviously there's a lot of humans from this set. It was a human zombies werewolves type set. So humans are already really strong in Pioneer and, and could definitely get a bump. And, um, you know, obviously we're seeing the same thing for zombies, uh, you know, right off the bat here. So definitely show. All right. Which uh, which one do you want to go next? Um, I will take uh, maybe maybe a certain common for your consideration, if you will. Yeah, let's go for it. I will take consider. Consider costs a single blue. It's an instant. Look of the look at the top card of your library. You may put that card into your graveyard and draw a card. So Wizard has decided to opt. Not quite doing enough, right? We need to see. Uh, we need to see a consider. Well, let's. Let's also, like I said on Twitter, everyone needs to go down to their local hospice center and make their fi- say their final goodbyes to Treasure Cruise and dig through time. Oh, golly. I don't I don't know. Like, again, this is one of those situations where I'm happy and I'm terrified because I've been wanting to play more Treasure Cruise for a long time. And this card makes me want to just go ahead and buy out all my foils. Uh, but I'm with you. I mean, this card, this card might do it because we're now pushing the kind of elite level of one blue drops where this is this is all it took right i mean there's a reason that you know eventually they had to just ban all of the good one mana filter slash draw cards in modern and then obviously the delve cards are banned there i mean this is it's no thought scour but between this and opt you're going to start seeing the power level of your delve cards really increase and here's my thing right yeah on its own is it going to be enough to I think warrant the Delve cards being banned. We'd have to see it in action, right? On paper, it's going to be very good. Um, the fact that you get to choose, right? And it's not just like a baby thought scour, but you get to go. Like, why Why wasn't this in the last Return Ravnica set? Where it, it essentially has Surveil 1, right? Yeah. It's our Surveil 1 draw card cantrip that we wanted. Agreed, yeah. Um, you know... I don't know. I think that like power level, I'm again, I, we want to see it in action before we say anything. Um, I'm mostly joking. I think this card could be totally serviceable. It's going to make the Delve cards better, but is it going to really push them over the top? I don't know. I mean, I think Phoenix in general is kind of on watch. Um, not from a meta percentage perspective. Uh, but I think that, one more delve spell enough people complain wizards could move on it right um i don't think it's a band that's gonna happen at a power level i think it's a band that could just happen of enough people complain about it because people already think treasure cruise and dig through time are like totally broken busted just because like your opponent had us their opponent had a sick rip off of their cruise right Mm -hmm. um and and they are definitely big catch-up cards right no doubt about it um but 
I don't know. We 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 pretty heavily handled that argument when it was happening, right? I mean, people yeah. were people were foregone concluding, oh, easily banned. Come on, no, what a joke. And we were definitely like, no, like you don't play this format. You know what I'm saying? You don't you don't understand if you think these cards are bannable. There's way other things going on. And we were a million percent right, right? Like yeah. there's been a couple times where I'm really proud of our our work on this podcast of what what our when our opinions kind of ended up being. Um, you know, whole whole truth, nothing but the truth type situations. And I think that was one of them. Again, I could be revisionist history, but that was one of them. The whole little Teferi battle, I think, was one that we were definitely right on. Um, so, you know, we, we've done right by the format as far as that's concerned. And I, I think you're right. This is going to make Phoenix. I'm certainly going to be playing it again, right? I, I've been taking a break just because I had played so much of it to try some other stuff, but I'll probably back on that wagon as soon as this card gets printed. I mean, they could print, they could, I could not care about the rest of the set. This, this card makes me so hyped, if you couldn't tell. Mm-hmm. Definitely. And then uh, we have a sick, sick shock variant for the wonky wombats of the world out there. Play with fire. It's a shock. But if a player is dealt damage by this, you descry one. There we go. There we go. And, you know, so, in wombats hands, that's always going to be the case. Wombats going to be scrying. Dig, digging for that second land. Because <laughs> he's only, I think this might let Wombat play like 12 lands now, if not less. There you go. There you go. Playing less lands uh, in standard. I mean, I could see a world where even Phoenix plays this just because, you know, there's so many times where you just, you want a critical mass of one drops where yeah. turn three, you're really looking to cast three spells to get one or more Phoenixes back. And, and this could do it, you know? I mean, yeah. I mean, sometimes Phoenix play, was playing like Wild Slash and stuff like that, right? Mm-hmm. So... Now you get to send it face. You get to set up one of your cantrips to help dig you for that third one or two mana spell of the cast. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, you get to go uh, turn one nothing, potentially, right? You could cast something, but you really want to be saving your one mana spells. Turn two, you're either casting some two mana dig spell. We play so many of them, and hopefully that's going to get you to where you want to go for, for turn three. Again, consider just really helps where if you did scry this to the top or you know you do see one, it really helps you have that higher chance of hitting one, so... Yeah, for sure. And then, of course, our last one is Infernal Grasp. Probably the best Doomblade variant we've ever seen, right? Yeah. What did Ricky call this? The best two mana removal spell? Probably. Yeah, something pretty close to it. So, I mean, it's better. It's it's heartless. It's better heartless act for sure, right? Mm-hmm. One in a black, destroy target creature, you lose two life. Yeah, I mean, double black kill any creature. Pretty massive. Not even double black. It's one in a black. Sorry, well, one one in a black. I meant to say two two mana destroy uh, any yeah. creature. Yeah, I mean, again, this is going to be the card that's really going to make your aggro deck super happy because this is where it slots in. You know, you don't care if you're losing life. You're trying to get that big blocker out of the way. You're trying to get that whatever. So whether or not it's main deck or sideboard, sideboard especially is where I see this. You might you might even sideboard you know some of these in and sideboard some other stuff out where it's like this is going to catch your opponent's Lyra's, Bane Slayer Angel, whatever that's being sighted in, and you can set out some of your other removal because this is just going to be a catch-all to help clear the way uh, towards, you know, you claiming your ultimate victory. So Yeah, definitely. All right, well, that will do it for Innistrad. I don't know if they set an exact date for when spoilers are going to really kick up. Let me go check that real fast. Night Hunt spoiler season... Also, a reminder, since apparently people seem to forget that um, the set is coming out split, right? So not split. They essentially, they've moved the January set up for in, or into November. So this is going to drop late September, like our usual set release. But instead of a January set, Crimson Vow is being moved up into early November. And then we have no other word on 
I am hoping they spread out the other three releases for next year mm-hmm. and not just leave like a, a six month empty void until we get the, the April release. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see. I mean, maybe this set will be so interesting for the metagame and there's so much to explore. I mean, who knows? I mean, at least in Pioneer, I think there's still much, still so much left unexplored. Yeah. We probably wouldn't mind it, but for the other formats, it's going to be, that's going to be killer. Yep, for sure. Well, we will keep you updated as soon as we find out more. I think full, I think spoilers might start back up again on like the 24th. Mm-hmm. I think it sounds like that's when they have some big announcements, so maybe we'll get some idea again sure. of what standard rotations will look like going forward with this. But they're not adding sets to standard rotation. This is just the shift up. So be sure to keep an eye out for that. Well, Chris, anything else before we sign off here? Nope. What a what an awesome time. I'm glad. Uh, I'm glad that spoilers are out again, and excited for that. Excited to talk with the uh, talk with the boys. I will see my two co-hosts here in, a, in the coming weeks uh, for a a preamble to Ruckman's wedding. So excited oh, for yeah. that. Yeah, we might have to. We might have to do something that Friday just for the the contents. For the contents, wow! The contents get get your hype trains out, people. Oh, I was going to say something, but that's definitely not something we can say on this uh, this show. Anyway, where can they find you on the socials, Chris? Hey, you can finally uh, find me mostly on Twitter uh, at it's underscore Christmas, and uh, Christmas has no T. You can find me, of course, at Crew Three Podcast on the Twitters. You can find me Crew Three MTG Crew Three MTG on Twitch and YouTube. Uh, of course, YouTube's mostly just our VODs. I'll occasionally post our our top tens and stuff like that there. Um, this last week of streams is going to be. I'm back to streaming again. Um, I was the plan was Tuesday, Friday, Sunday, but because of Chris starting school again soon. Tuesday might get moved to Monday. I will let you all know that when that is decided. Uh, because of my new job, you know, I'm gonna. Tr- that's my hopeful schedule of things happen. I, you know, I, I'm gonna have to cancel one of those days as it happens. Uh, but this week will end out. We're doing some Pokemon Infinite Fusion, having some fun, making some absolute abominations, and then of course we'll get back to Pioneer the week after. I think Friday, Friday is gonna kind of be the Will I won't ice stream day. Friday might be on and off magic. Friday might be my off day like it was before, uh, a few like several months ago when I just kind of did whatever on Fridays. So Friday's probably gonna be our non-magic streams. But anyway, usually a lot of fun. Be sure to come check out those streams. And of course, any magic VODs will be uploaded after the fact to the YouTube. But if you want to see me uh horribly, horribly punt. Uh, and get just dunked on by CPU crits in Pokemon Infinite Fusion. Come check out the stream when I stream that again uh, Sunday, because you will be hearing this after the Tuesday stream. So yeah. Anyway, we will talk to you all next week. Thank you all for listening. Wonderful support. Thank you once again to our supporters of Patreon, patreon.com slash crew3mtg. Link below to get one of our playmats, or at least apply our affiliate code for Gaming. We'll talk to you all next time. Bye. Bye.